Hello and welcome back to Confessions of Ignorance. This is Emily. And this is Kirsten. And today we are going to become less ignorant about the ins and outs of starting a food business. Yes, we have a friend of yours actually coming on. Yes, Sterling Jones. He is the founder of JoJo's Chocolates. Which I just barely got into, and I'm so now I'm really excited to talk to him. Yes, but before They're we really get started, good. yeah, let's do a little catch up because I have a question for you. Okay. Um, you mentioned to me this morning on your drive here that you had went you went to a timeshare presentation last <laughs> night with Sam, and I just yes. ha- can I stop you real quick because okay, I need to preface why this is interesting to me. We get flyers in the mail all the time to go to these, and I remember our parents went to them at least once that I have a memory of. That's M- how we multiple went, times. Yeah, we went to Maui for like a a steal because they went to one of those things anyway so i josh was saying that we should do one we got some pamphlet for some in one in hawaii and we've been desperate to go there with our kids and i just said i don't think i can do it i cannot sit through a sales presentation and not buy a timeshare really like Like you'll be convinced (laughs) well i will feel so bad i will feel so guilty like i don't do not do well with sales pitches especially if they're giving me something now i feel extra guilty for not accepting what they're offering. Interesting. So I'm opposite. I'm like, okay, let's see you even try and break me. There's no way. I know. Well, that's Josh just laughed. He's like, what, what are you talking about? Like, we're not buying a timeshare. And I was like, I know we're not. That's why it's stressful. <laughs> so you are one of the people that they would totally convince. And you yes. are the reason that they exist because they are successful for some people. And, and let me just preface some people might buy a timeshare and are happy they did. For sure. And I know people that have, and they love them. Yes. But I know a lot of people buy them and feel like they're stuck in them. And mm-hmm. why did I ever do this? And spiral and what, you know, like <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's just my not, life's it's over. It's not for everybody. Yes. It's not for everybody. But I, yeah. So I'm, first of all, I'm curious, what did they give you? Like, what was the offering that was so enticing that you went to this? Okay. Well, to start off, mom sent me a text message and okay. she said, I entered this raffle at the Megaplex and I, um, they texted me saying, I want some gifts, but I need to come to their presentation, whatever. Anyway, blah, blah. I don't have time because mm. she she would have to bring dad, mm-hmm. who's very busy right now. That's the last thing he wants to yeah. do. <laughs> and so she said, you can go for me if you want. And she said, these are the gifts that they will give you. Um, it was like, you can choose between a four-person um, Disneyland excursion, mm. which is like um, airfare for four, two-night stay, four Disneyland admission pa- passes. What? Yeah. Sounds amazing. Right? right? <laughs> and so, and then one of them was like a cruise. Um, there was a, a Cabo option. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, like what's the catch? Uh-huh. But in the messages, it was said like, absolutely no obligation to buy anything. So I said, you know what, whatever, I'll text them and see. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, I got like bombarded with I'm messages sure and did. phone calls from them. But um anyway we finally picked a time to go we went yesterday i had to bring they said you have to bring your spouse if you're married Mm -hmm. because obviously they want you both to be on board for it otherwise because this is my card i always pull i'll talk to my husband and get back to you they don't want they do not want you to be able to say that because your husband is right here talk to him right now yes and so he had to come he was a great sport about it okay and but we went in there obviously thinking like we're not gonna buy anything And I feel like I trust myself in that situation. I will stay strong. So that's yeah. interesting to learn that about you. Yeah. But anyway, we went, it was, we were probably there for an hour and a half total, which is okay. what they said. They said 60 to 90 minutes. 
they, I'm not going to name names here, uh-huh. but they did definitely, they said they're not like technically, they, they said, we're not a timeshare thing. We're not a timeshare business. We're totally different. Mm. Listed all the reasons there's, they're different. Lottie Dottie. And I will say they were good at what they did, but I was not even close to tempted and neither was Sam. Mm. But we ended up walking away with a $25 gift card to Maverick. Nice. To, or gas. Yeah. Or, or, you know, whatever. Snacks. A drink. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Drinks. Yeah. <laughs> to $100 food vouchers. And oh. you can like go online and pick whatever. There's different places that it's called a dining card. Oh, okay. So there's cool. like Mountain Mike's Pizza, lots of different pizza mm. places, sandwich you guys places. Love pizza. Yeah, we'll find it. We'll find a <laughs> yeah. time to use it. There was also um, like um, Mi Ranchitos, I think. Okay. So some Mexican places. And I. Now, this is the part that I'm like, I don't know if this is legit or not, but a that we picked the Disneyland excursion. Okay. So it says it's for four people, four admissions like tickets to Disneyland, admission passes, two nights stay at a hotel. Hmm. And that's awesome. That's, flights are covered, everything. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know. We'll that's see. That's amazing. We haven't like had time to actually look it up and uh-huh. see. They did say there will be a like $250 charge if we want to do the Disneyland. Which is totally deal. worth it. Which is worth it if yeah. it's legit. So we don't have to pay for anything up front. That's awesome. We, but if we decide to book that, then that will be the case. Mm. I was looking up reviews for the company after, and there was definitely some bad reviews. About the experiences that they gave them, or what? Just about the- um, The company itself. Yeah, saying it's not a timeshare, but it actually is. Like people are like, it it is, it definitely is. Like, Mm -hmm. just know what you're getting into if you're going to do it. Mm. But when we were there, they said they had a 4.4 star rating. Out of five? Yeah. Okay. typically is out of five yeah, yeah. just want to give context because like who knows could who be knows? like 100 stars and that's really bad it'd be really bad yeah um but anyway to tbd okay. on that we'll let you know cool. okay. but i would say it was a success yeah yeah okay and you and at no point did they stare deep into your soul and hypnotize you oh they were mad well that, that's, okay, that's the thing, the thing yeah. is i'm a people pleaser so i cannot walk away with someone being upset no. with me yeah that well i'm a people pleaser too but i also feel like I am, I'm getting, I'm so much better at like just saying no mm-hmm. and not worrying about what other people think. So what do you mean when they were mad? Like how do you okay, know Okay, so mad? no, the first guy, I mean, we talked to four different people there. Wow. Cause they like want to pull out all the stops, you know? Mm-hmm. So the first guy was really nice. I felt a little bad for him cause he said he was new. Um, you could tell he was like just a little, not so sure of himself. Mm. He just tried to get to know us really well and he was nice, whatever. And then we went to a presentation with a different guy. And that was an hour. He was nice too. And then we went back to the first guy. Okay. And then I just said, I said flat out to him after he, he was like, so let's start talking about like what you might be interested in. I just mm-hmm. said, I want to, I want to save your time here. Don't want to waste it. We're not going to buy anything. Mm. And he's, he goes, okay, well, let me just um, go get this other guy and he'll oh, no. kind of like help you with your they call them gifts okay type things like the gifts that you're supposed to get for coming i see so he was good he didn't try and put like pressure us but then the other guy came okay and he's like this i don't want to stereotype here <laughs> but he's like this big muscly guy and like yeah. looks a little intimidating Scary. whatever yeah 
and possibly has done steroids who knows okay this is fine (laughs) yeah nothing against that Uh, but you know like he looks a little bit more intimidating okay and he comes and sits down he's like basically trying to talk us into it and like why don't why let's let's go over what's holding you up and then so there's like this initial fee to join Mm. which was twenty thousand, but if you join at that time of being at the presentation, like the day mm-hmm. yesterday, they'll drop it by 5,000. So it would be 15,000. Okay. And then he, when he comes, he's like, you know what? I'll drop it down to 8,000 for you. And so mm-hmm. he's trying to, mm-hmm. he's just trying to lower it and he's lower it. He's trying to make it so that there's no way you could say no. Yeah. That, like you would be stupid to say no to such a good deal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I just looked at him. We just like, we're like, no, we're not interested. We're, we're not going to buy anything. And then what did he do? Did he beat you up? And then he was just like, you could, that, like the countenance on his face mm-hmm. changed. You could tell. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, mm. and then he tried to like talk us in a little bit more and whatever. And then I just said, I, I think I was just like, um, we're just interested in like getting the, excur- the excursion we came for. <laughs> It's a lot of money up front. Yeah. We don't we, we don't want to do that. And so then finally, after like 10 minutes of him talking to us, we settled on that we would choose Disneyland. Okay. And then he sent another guy that was actually really nice okay. and gave us our gift cards and gave us our Disneyland voucher thingy, whatever. Cool. And then we were out of there. And oh I really gosh, like had to go to the bathroom it. and I was so thirsty after Yeah, because we were sitting there for like an hour and a half, but I did not want to ask them for anything else. Yeah. I was like, we got to get out of here. Oh my gosh. So you survived it. It was fine. You didn't buy a timeshare and you get to go to Disneyland. Exactly. But okay. I think a good challenge for you, Kirsten, would be to go to one of those well, and walk out without having bought anything. You know what? We would. We would do this Maui one, but they're pretty adamant that they the the Maui like room that they give you if you go only sleeps five. And we've said so many times, we will do this. We will come to this presentation if you can give us a six person because we have six people in our family. Uh-huh. And they say, if they even catch you that you have six people, they will make you pay the full amount. So like, you know, oh, to us, that's dang. not even worth no, trying because yeah. that would be horrible. One of you just leave one behind. Yeah. We straw, did that straws. last time. So I don't feel like we can do that again <laughs> anyway, but I am proud of you and you've given me some inspiration that maybe I could sit. I, I can't even do like when people come to my door. I mean, I'm just like, buy everything from anybody because I feel so bad. See, that's not as bad. Like if somebody is working hard coming to my door, a mm-hmm. lot of times I will buy it mm-hmm. because I'm proud of them. For yeah, if it's like a kid in fundraising or something. Yes. Yeah. And normal. I mean, that's so, it's like 20 bucks usually. So yeah. it's not a big deal. But yeah, I don't know. The yeah. timeshare, yeah, that's a big commitment. Well, tell us all about Disneyland. I can't wait to hear about it. That's okay, or fun. about whatever I spend my $25 at yes, Maverick cannot wait to hear what you yeah. get at the gas station. <laughs> So exciting. Cool. Okay. okay. Well, I'm excited to talk to Sterling today. Yes. He is actually a friend of mine. I met him in college. Great. Let's get into okay. it. Well, welcome Sterling. Thanks so much for joining us. Do you want to say hi to all our listeners? Yes. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. It's been a while. We knew each other quite a while ago and it's so fun to reconnect. So thank you. Yeah. So we met actually at BYU. Well, we met at CrossFit. Yep. I think that's where. So we both did CrossFit. Also, I am the reason Emily got into CrossFit. So oh. I think I should. Are you? Yes. What? Are you joking? <laughs> I discovered it. Remember? And I said, no. Emily, come down and do this workout with me one day at mom and dad's house. I was like, this is like called CrossFit. And oh you, and my then you gosh. got into it. Now that you say that, like maybe it's ringing a bell. No, it is. It's, it's Did coming. you ever go to a CrossFit class? 
Um, well, back in the, yes, I did. But back in the day, it was a little bit more like in someone's garage or like you, there weren't as many gyms for it as there are now. Yeah. So I went to a class, fell in love. And then that's where we met. We went to the same, I think it was like a 6am class. 5am. Oh, we were, five, we were the 5am we class. 5 Remember Good we called us. ourselves the like fab five because there was five oh, of us at 5am. Yeah. <gasps> that's yeah. so fun. We were so fun. <laughs> that's crazy. So yes. But anyway, good. that's where we met and we sometimes would study in the, at the BYU library together. And I don't know if you remember this one time we were studying and you said you came to the library and you had this little like this Ziploc bag of chocolates. Yes. And you yes. said, I want to start a business selling these chocolates. And you had one and I taste tested it. It was great. And then this has blown up. So we want to get into that story. Thank you. But yeah. before, oh <laughs> before we do, I'm just going to leave the listeners on a little cliffhanger. Before we do, we like to just do a little what we call a Marco Polo segment with, with all of our guests. And this is just, we talk about something totally random, nothing to do. Just get your take on it. We want to yes. get your take and no. you're not prepared. We didn't tell you what it was. It has so. nothing to do with Jojo's okay, chocolates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so get ready. No, but it's it does not have to do intense. with college, which I feel like kind yes. of segues. Yes, yeah. exactly. So speaking of college, um, so do you use Marco Polo? Do you even know what a little it is? Bit, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's just yeah. like, this is something we were chatting with as a family, but my sister, our sister was at a college class and she had the same water bottle. It's called an Awala water bottle. I don't know if you've okay. heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like the new type of water bottle that's in right now. Mm-hmm. And she said that somebody else in her class had that same water bottle and it happened to accidentally grab my sister's. <laughs> And am I telling their story? Right, yeah. And, and then instead of saying like, Hey, Oh, that's mine. She just sat there and watched it happen. But then she was like, this is so awkward now. She was like kind of a little bit like, should I have said something? Mm-hmm. I really want my water bottle, mm-hmm. but like she took it, but I just stood there and I didn't say anything. And I was thinking like, why did you not say something? I just say, that's my water bottle. Mm-hmm. But we are trying to get everybody's take in our family. Like, would you have said something? Would you have not? And then what do you do now? Yes. Like, and how, what do you, is it awkward now to be like, I did see you take that, but now I have the courage to tell you that I need a bath. So, <laughs> so we want to know, Sterling, if that were you, if you were in that situation, would you have said, excuse me, that's my water bottle? I would have been probably the same as your sister, nervous to say anything. Really? But... I would have eventually, I might have just like laughed, let her have a drink of it, and then been like, hey, I think that's my water bottle. So you would have said I would something. have said something. Yeah, eventually. I would have been nervous, but probably would have been like, you can have it now. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've drank you. from it. Yeah. And she did take a drink from it, actually, yeah. she said. Yeah. And Kirsten, what did you say you would have done? Oh, I would for sure just be like, I'm going to pretend like I never owned that. Like, <laughs> I would just be like, um, I, that's not mine anymore. You have that. You, no. meant you were meant you. to have that. that for you. You probably can't afford a water bottle. So like, this is my gift to you, even though you already have that same you one. Think that she literally didn't know? Like, yeah. Or, oh, she didn't know. It was, it was the accident. same one. So okay. I think she just yeah. like didn't think about it. But like, she didn't leave her other one. She took it with her. She had to, I guess. So she must have like put one in her backpack, uh, forgot, and yes. then like grabbed the other one. Yeah. And well, then I was saying after, I was like, well, you should still say something. But yeah. she's like, no, it's even worse now. Mm-hmm. Saying, I was saying, just send a message out to the class, say, hey, I can't find my water bottle. Did anybody happen to yep. like see it or yep. anything? But she never did. Never no, did. I don't think she ever got it back. No, she well, did. Oh, she did? Yeah. How? How yeah. did she get it back? She said somebody 
I, I don't know. We'll have to ask her, but I know okay. she got it back. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she, right. she did not good. do anything to get it back. It was like a friend. Oh, they did it for her. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just need one brave friend. Maybe yeah. to help you out. <laughs> yeah. Kirsten, if it anybody, wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be if me. anybody steals your water bottle. I will say something. Okay, to thank you. And I'll just be like, I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Yes. So good. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for humoring us. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we just want to know back to Jojo's. Yeah. I, we're so curious. How did Jojo's grow from that little bag of Ziploc chocolate chocolate samples to what it is today it's like uh let's see you have sold correct me if i'm wrong over a million bags of chocolates you were in forbes 30 under 30 is that correct Correct. yep and now you're in over 2,000 stores yeah yeah well over 2,000 actually closer to like 5,000 cross country so and, it's been yeah. quite the journey thank you for still being my friend after me giving you chocolate in a ziploc baggie no so. it was great <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was great I, emily probably loved that yeah <laughs> um i'm just gonna before you get into the whole story i want to read what's on the back of your bag and we'll kind of set you up to go from there but on the back of the every single jojo's chocolate is it every single jojo's product is this little blurb little story of me and my mom yes it is so it says from cancer to chocolate in 2019 my mom jojo passed away from battling cancer for seven years during her fight she created a delicious dark chocolate snack that satisfied her daily sugar craving we are now on a mission to spread love and fight sugar through her story so why don't you elaborate a little bit on that for us thank you Mm -hmm. thank you for the opportunity to love talking about my mom I feel like we could hang out all day. So this is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it all began. My mom was battling cancer in 2012. She was diagnosed with cancer. And growing up, my mom and I, chocoholics through and through, like loved it. As she got diagnosed with cancer, one of the things she learned was the one of the worst things to eat is sugar while you're battling cancer. And she said, man, it's going to be so hard to give it up, give up chocolate. But she actually had a friend who was following a specific diet and he would eat a piece of dark chocolate every day. And he told her like, hey, I, j- I actually added a little bit of protein in this. She's like, okay, maybe I could do that. And then she read more cancer books. And actually every cancer book she read said like one of the best snacks is dark chocolate because it's more satisfying. It's got antioxidants, way less sugar. So she went home, made this snack in our, our kitchen, literally like cookie sheet. She tried so many different chocolates, like found the cleanest one, best one, and then melted it down, put it on a cookie sheet sprinkled her favorite pistachios was her favorite cranberries to sweeten it just a little bit and then almonds because they're heart healthy good fats all those good things and then she just would snack on it she put in the fridge like break off pieces and it became that daily little bite of chocolate that she needed that could satisfy the craving um but then give her the chocolate she needed so that's where it all began so truly was no intention of starting company but i came home speaking of byu Mm -hmm. i came home for the summer uh, to to work um work in Arizona and just tried it. I was like, wow, mom, like there's, this is so good. And she did all of her cancer treatments and her cravings just got worse and worse. And so this really became a go-to for her. Uh, and then from there I had taken a intro to entrepreneurship class and just totally like fell in love with the idea of starting a company. It just, I remember I was sitting in this class and turned to my buddy and was like, are, are you feeling this? Like, are you getting <laughs> all of this? Chills? Yeah, <laughs> literally. And he was like, no, I was like, okay, this is this speaking is, to yeah, me. So there's something. Yeah. So I realized, okay, I need to try to find something. So after she made that, I was like, wow, maybe we could, maybe we could start something like this. So I came back up to school. She sent me a message. She's like, what if we call it Jojo? And I was like, Ooh, done. Mm. And so her niece and nephews called her aunt Jojo. Her name's Jody Jones. 
And so we, again, speaking of like Ziploc baggies, like I literally made a logo on word document and I am as, as much as I thought I was, I am so bad at design. Like I, I'm so Is bad. Is it still the logo you have now? Uh, we've luckily improved it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, it, but it was that was close. the foundational like logo. Green, still, oh, okay. still close, but it's been improved. Um, and so that was, so anyways, that's how it all began. So started from there and we were both into CrossFit obviously at the time. And so I, um, was like, okay, let's try a CrossFit competition. So she flew up. We had little money. Like, I mean, I had 500 bucks. I think she had a thousand that she put into like buying t-shirts, some tables and mainly just product. So we went to a CrossFit competition set up with again, cellophane little bags and a sticker that we printed oh on it gosh, and put it on that. top of it. And you just made these in her kitchen. Yeah. Um, she came up here in Utah. We just made it here. Oh, okay. And cause I was living here at the time, made it showed up and people loved it because oh. people were like, Oh, like it's low sugar. There's a little bit of protein in it. And it just was that perfect in between. It wasn't a protein, another protein bar, obviously it wasn't a candy bar. And so we sold out of this CrossFit competition. I was like, maybe we got something here. That's so amazing. Let's go for you it. sold out your first time. Yeah, That's first, crazy. Yeah. I mean, granted, we probably didn't make that much, but uh, I was like, Still, hey, it's all gone. Well, and we and you knew that it was going to be a good. It was good. It gave you the confidence to yeah. move forward to the next step. Because my thought was if like these people who are obviously like health conscious, if they're willing to like try it and love it, then we, we got something here. And so we just realized it solved the need for people of like, I just need a bite of chocolate. That's simple, super clean ingredients. Most importantly, it tastes good. And so that was the birth of like JoJo's. And for me, since day one, I tell people I've started the company for two reasons. I wanted to build a brand around my mom. Like she's always been my hero. And especially as I watch her go through cancer, like the fact that she went through something so hard yet she found a way to serve people while she was going through cancer. She found a way to still spread love, still have faith and still have fun through it. I mean, I remember one time when the cancer got really bad, she came home from a treatment and like could barely walk, like was very just lethargic in pain. And we turned on some music and she's still like sitting on a chair, like dancing in the chair. Like that's just my mom mm -hmm. through and through. And so what we say is we call it loft, love, optimism, faith, fight, and fun. That's the way I describe my mom. And so I was like that, if I could build a brand around spreading love through her story, I just think people would be happier if they knew Jojo. And then second is reduce America's sugar intake by 50%. Average American consumes over 70 grams of sugar and the recommended amounts like 30. So that's really been the mission since day one is to spread love and help people fight sugar. And you're giving them protein at the same time, which I think most people do not get enough protein as Absolutely. well. So it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I mean, when you compare to like a typical chocolate, you're getting one, gram you know maybe two and we typically have anywhere from four to six so it's just a it helps obviously like from like blood sugar and stuff to really keep you balanced yeah and i i feel like when i eat dark chocolate i do feel better i when i eat milk chocolate it like hurts my stomach a little bit it tastes really good but i also love the taste of dark chocolate and i feel much better absolutely when i'm when i'm eating that so it's so great so you're starting this business with your mom and then it's, when does it start? Like you do the CrossFit competition and then from there, did like, did your mom get to see it become something before she passed away? That's a great question. Thank you. I remember her saying to me after like doing this for a couple of years, she's like, are we ever going to make money? <laughs> oh yeah. And so like it would, it took a long time. Mm. Fortunately, like right before she passed, cause we got to do it for about five years, like 
technically started the company in 2014. I was still in school, like still figuring things out. And, um, 2015, I graduated, like went all in on it, like sleeping in my car in San Francisco, trying to sell to yoga studios, classic, like moved back into my parents' basement, slept on the floor. And where were you making it at this point? Uh, my mom was still making it in her kitchen. Yeah. And And then um, you just would get to the grind, just trying to sell it. Just trying to sell it. I remember one time she sent a package up to me and I like, uh, like just wasn't thinking. And I ran into like a quick meeting, left it in my car no and it all no. melted she was like oh, are you no. kidding me that was a full day of oh, like making it and like back then mom. i know she's yeah. like anyway so i have learned and even in like when it's like 60 degrees outside your car can be like 80 mm-hmm. right and so anyways so um going back to let's see what were we going there uh the i think yeah, we were so talking she about got to see oh, got thank to you see it, yeah. see, see it grow so right before she passed I was able to receive that being on Forbes 30 under 30. And so it was Mm, one of those things like for me, it was just cool because when I, when I was doing this company, I thought like, Oh, I'm doing this for my mom. Like, and really she was doing it for me. Like at the end of the day, people say to me often like, that's so cool. You're carrying on her legacy. And I appreciate that. I never say that because to me, my mom's legacy is her family, the way she lived and the way we remember her. This is something that I hope to inspire people to live like Jojo through. But she didn't ever need it really no. to continue on no. the, the, her spirit. Yeah. Right. It, to me, it's more like I hope people are inspired through JoJo's. And so I, I learned like, okay, I, she was really doing all this for me. So she got to see us get into Costco. She got to see us surpass a million in sales. She got to see us, uh, me get Forbes 30 under 30. And then she got to see me finally like pay myself a little bit. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and then, I bet that made her feel so good. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. It's like, finally, finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Finally we really made time it. We really move it. out of my basement. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, then, and lastly, we, we were able to raise a significant amount of money from a local investor. And so she got to see those things, which was super fun. And oh. for her, she loved like people sending in reviews and being like, oh my gosh, like I totally relate. I've tried every other diet and. Mm-hmm. I always have cravings and this, you know, finally helps me not feel guilty. I wish people didn't feel guilty around food, but we do. And so this helps people not feel that way. So she, that's what she loved. She loved those stories. Thank you for sharing that. So you're in California trying to sell it. You're going to Mm -hmm. yoga studios, et cetera. At what point were you like, okay, I need to start getting into stores instead of just going to these places. Totally. Yeah. Great point. I, when I was in California, I was like, okay, I'm going to starve to death going to one yoga studio at a Mm -hmm. time, you know, and not to mention like CrossFit gyms and yoga studios. It's not a place where they sell a ton of product, right? You're going in there to get a workout. And so I was like, okay, we need to try find something else. So after doing that for a good six months, my friend was selling on Amazon and he was like, oh, this is working. So I was like, let me try that. So that's what I tried next was actually Amazon. And we got really good traction because we had reviews. People were buying, like coming back and repeat purchases. So I could take that. And then it was like, let's go try stores. Because the one other thing about chocolate, it melts in the summer, obviously. Mm. Um, in fact, the first time we like had a huge order, I, we had this KSL local Utah article. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I like came back a few hours later and we had like a hundred orders that day. Wow. And I was like, uh-oh, mom. And so I, I literally drove out to Arizona, helped her like make it all. But it's 110 degrees outside, right? Yeah, Arizona's it's not, not the place. It was, it was July. Yes. And it was the, my dad's like, what are you guys doing? Like it's 110 degrees outside. That chocolate's melting. So we would make it, made it all day, 
turned the car on at like 9 p.m. to let it cool down, jumped in at 9.20. We found a postal service that was open until like 9.45, jumped in the car, drove there, threw it on like the USPS truck as it's leaving Arizona so that it wouldn't melt. Um, So that's when I realized we got to work on getting into stores. I was like, okay. Yeah, where it's climate controlled. (laughs) Yes. It's not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I reached out to, I was reaching out to a ton of different stores. So anybody that's trying to get into grocery stores, there's buyers for every category. I had, I didn't know this. Um, so like cereal buyer, candy buyer, ice cream buyer, got to find the right person and they get emails all day long. Right. So you got to figure out how to break through the no, the noise. So, so sent my story to Sprouts and they were actually in Arizona. And at that time, my mom was still there. So I was able to say, Hey, local chocolate company started by my mom would love to, you know, present you. And fortunately, I got a response back. Oh. I had sent a lot of emails with no responses. So he brought me in. We were originally going to do like a little local program, but he brings in the candy buyer and the candy buyer. I remember him walking in and I was so nervous and he tries a bite and like just a bite and then throws it away and says, mm, that's good. Oh. I was like oh. devastated. <laughs> he, <laughs> threw he threw it away. It away. Yeah. yeah. Like how good was it? And then yeah. he leaves and the VP. You just like don't know what to think. No idea. I was like, okay, that went terrible. Yeah. And the VP goes, wow, that's glowing praise from him. And I was like, no. <laughs> like, are you sure? He threw it, yeah, away. He threw it away. And he said, that's good. He goes, no, that's like, so they brought us in nationwide. So that we went into 300 plus sprouts at that point. And so we obviously had to move out of my mom's kitchen because uh, there was no way we were going to make that much. Yes. So that was the first chance we had to break into stores. As we were working on that, we also got into local Whole Foods in Utah. There's only See, there's only four in Utah, but we got the chance to at least try it on in stores. And I remember we delivered into a store. And at that time we had little bars that we were selling on Amazon, but on Amazon, you sell them in a box. So in Whole Foods, you got to sell the little bars. So the first order we ever got, I drop it off in the back, wait like an hour, go into the front of the store to buy it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I go and buy one off the shelf and I go to check out. And the lady's like, why won't this scan? Oh no. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she turns it over and the barcode's tiny. Because in Amazon, we they scan the box, not the bar. Oh, so oh. who even cares? So I, it didn't yeah. matter. And she's like, who would do this? And I was like, like mm, I don't know. I was like, yeah, who would? Crazy. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, let me read it for you. I had to read the number off to her for oh, to type shoot. it in. And I was no. like, oh, no. And we literally had an order for like 100,000 bars from Sprouts. So we had to like pivot as fast as we could, print new packaging. Luckily, we found that out before we got into all the Sprouts and just the four Whole Foods so we yeah. could manage it. So anyways... That was the challenge of like, wow, like retail's a whole nother game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's how we got started was Sprouts, a little bit of local Whole Foods, and then continue to go from there. Did you, because a, one of the reasons people don't get into owning a business is because there is so much competition and there clearly is a lot of chocolate out there. Yes. Did that ever give you any hesitation? Um, I think that it was a good thing I was ignorant. Like, you're just like what nothing's as good as this yeah. this is great mm-hmm. yeah sometimes i think honestly a lot of people that start companies they aren't aware of like now you, you got to be aware of competitors and stuff and like look into a little bit like case mm-hmm. nobody's doing the exact same thing as me that was kind of why i thought oh we got a chance because nobody was doing the exact same thing but there and even then when we started several years ago it was like there wasn't a ton of like better for you like chocolate snacks and stuff you know there was definitely there was a lot of protein bars tons of protein but bars not yeah. chocolate like not chocolate yeah. snacks yeah. you know there's dark chocolate but so yeah we felt like we were doing something different i didn't realize though like how competitive it really was until mm-hmm. i got into it I was like because even 
though we're different, like you got to get somebody that's literally changed their buying habits. Like if they're used to buying Dove Little Dark Chocolate, they're like, oh, well, this is dark chocolate, it's lower sugar. Like it, that's my healthier mm-hmm. chocolate. To get them to be like, I'm going to try something completely new and this brand I've never heard of. And so that's that's definitely been a huge challenge for us. And I think, you know, when you're when you're starting out, you're just so like, oh my gosh, I can, I can do anything. Like I, we, can, we can make it, of course we can. And so... I think that's a good thing. It's, but it also like you realize quickly, wow, there's a lot of, there's an uphill battle. Yeah. As it, as you have now been out here, do you, are you seeing people that are trying to copy what you guys are doing? Yeah. We actually have somebody who, so there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot more like better for you chocolate now, which is great. I like to me, I love that. Obviously that like we are becoming more aware of sugar. And so that's a great thing for just America in general. There was actually a company that took our product because we sell a lot in Costco and we're actually um, nationwide with Costco. And so that's been a huge, huge win for us. Uh, the main item we have in there, somebody actually locally took our product completely, like ripped it off uh, and then went and sold it to uh, Sam's Club. Oh, no way. Yeah. Well, if it helps, I don't even, I've never seen it. Like, okay, good. good they're good, good, they're good. not doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. I haven't a, seen it. It's a, yeah, totally different like brand stuff. So that really? was like kind of the first like, wow, okay. Mm. Like people, people can do that, right? And so. Can and you do that with food? Is it just like you can. Food is, yeah, one of those like where you like. You can't like patent. You can't patent a recipe. Idea. Yeah. Now they, their brand, the coloring was similar. So like I did go talk to them. I was like, yeah, I don't want to go do lawyers. I don't want to go do legal. Like your packaging looks so similar. Like you've got to change that. Otherwise, like we'll have to like, mm-hmm. because it was going to be confusing to the consumer. And so they changed the coloring, but everything else is the same, mm-hmm. you know? So with food, that is definitely tricky. I mean, you see it all the time with um, what we call private label, right? With a grocery store, like takes the main mainstream brand and remakes it under their brand. Yeah. Like have a generic brand. Generic, yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. that, so yeah, that was our first, which as some say, right. What is that? The quote, uh, cop um oh imitation like. is the greatest form of flattery thank you thank yeah, you thank yeah. you yes yeah. so yeah. that's how i had to take it although yeah it wasn't uh wasn't great. Was like, that's my mama's recipe yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good but you know it, it's we've been able to overcome it and still have a lot of success mm-hmm. other, elsewhere you mentioned your dad was kind of like you guys are crazy yeah was there any other um people who were like this is a crazy idea like this is or especially it, getting into food because yes. it it's a uphill battle. Did you receive any sort of backlash like that where you're like, "Mm, maybe this is not going to be a good idea? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fortunately I've got like good people around me. Um, I think people were saying that without saying it to me and, and that's fine. You know, I I didn't face a ton of people being like, no way. But I do remember I have a, I sent an email to a professor. I was like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. And he was an awesome entrepreneur, but I, I should pull up the email and he just responded back and was like, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. You know, I don't oh, see it. Do you see it now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then to my, to my dad, like, it, you know, I give him a lot of like credit. I don't know if credit's the right word, but just the, I asked him for money when we were getting started. Like we were again, back at BYU, like trying to get started, trying to go from the cellophane little plastic uh-huh. bag to like real packaging, mm-hmm. but we needed like $5,000 and we didn't have that. And he, he said no, which was probably one of the best things he could have done for me. Cause I was like, okay, well I'm going to find out how to go get money. You know, Mm -hmm. it kind of just motivated me. And it wasn't that he didn't believe in me. I took it that way early on. I've since grown up and realized that wasn't it. He just, 
he's in real estate. He's in a totally different industry. Like you can't blame people when they don't see your dream. Mm. Like it's not theirs. So like you have to just give them like benefit of doubt. But like, of course they can't see it. That's why it was given to me. Like I got to go mm-hmm. do it. So I looked at it that way over time finally and realized. So we actually went and got a uh, student short-term loan. Which I know that's not what they're used for. Yeah, I was like, but is that what they do? Is that like to start businesses? <laughs> no, they just want to see you succeed. Yeah, it's totally. fine. Yeah, student of life. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Go forth and serve. Is that the quote yeah. from there? Right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, so, you did. You um, did. I uh, used that to buy packaging. Um, mm-hmm. I knew like, okay, I think I can pay this back because like we were selling on Amazon and had like some sales and I had, I think eight months to pay it back. So use that to buy packaging. Uh, but to go back to your question, yeah, definitely had I, the other last one. I, had, I remember a friend saying to me, I was like, I think I'm going to do like the entrepreneurship program. And he was like, you're either born an entrepreneur or you're not. And it wasn't like directed at me, but it was just like, dude, you're either already an entrepreneur or you're not. And I was like, oh man, mm. I thought about it for a minute. And then fortunately I didn't listen because I really do not believe that. Yes, there are those people who were selling baseball cards and lemonade stands when they were 12 and like doing girls' hairs to sell money or, you know, yeah, starting different things at a young age, selling baseball cards, whatever it may be. That was not me. Like I was not a born entrepreneur. And I believe entrepreneur is like a skill set you can learn. Um, and so fortunately I didn't, didn't listen to that and I actually just tried. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I, I think cause owning a business myself, I think one of the keys to that too is learning where, what you're good at and what you're not. And part of being a good entrepreneur is being smart about, you know, where, where your abilities kind of stop, where someone else can come in. So speaking to that, what were some of the struggles? What were, you spoken to some of them already, but what were some of the bigger mistakes or hurdles that some lessons that were learned along the way? Yeah. Um, so many. And we, I feel like, you know, there's kind of, I kind of look at it, man, there's maybe, maybe been like two stages so far for JoJo's kind of the early days we just talked about, like sleeping in the car, all that good, fun stories. Me and my mom traveling, doing sampling together. And then there was kind of the second stage, which kind of started after she passed. Like we raised money. And so we have private equity money now and it's a new chapter. And that next chapter, wow, like what a learning. So I think for me, one of the biggest learnings has been people. I, I'm similar to my mom. I love people. Like I just naturally love people. I love being with people. I love, so I thought, Oh, that won't be the challenge for me. And I had a mentor say to me, he's like, people are going to be your hardest part. I was like, no way. Like I love people. You're like I'm a people person. Yeah. yeah people and love it, me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I will never face so that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's yeah. Nobody's not loved me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I realized he was absolutely right. And part of that is like the learning of loving people, caring about people, how to, lead people and how so long story short i think the biggest learning for me has been candor like Mm. actually being able to address issues embracing conflict attacking the problem not the person like all those quotes we hear Mm. so hard to do actually and and maybe for some it comes a little bit more natural for me it does not because i confuse like being kind and being candid right and like Mm -hmm. oh i'm being kind but you're actually maybe not because you're not telling so one of my biggest regrets was actually um we had a great great person on our team she was a great marketer and we added a few more people and there was just there just was like conflict you know and the way she approached things right and was a little bit harder to um 
have discussions. And so instead of me like going to her and addressing it and just, you know, again, one of my biggest regrets, I feel like all I need to do was like, Hey, when we're in a conversation and you come in, so like firm, like it's this way or no way it, it's hard for people to like, address, like jump in and have an opinion. And so you kind of shut off opinions. And I feel like if I had just like approached that that way and again, attack the problem, not the person say the problem is you don't leave it open to discussion. And so nobody, if there's somebody's junior than you, they're not going to jump in. Right. Instead, I just, I just let her go. Mm-hmm. And was, and so I didn't face it. And the book radical candor, like it literally starts off with a story like that. She's like, I was sitting across my friend and he was like, why didn't you just tell me? And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so but I, sometimes it's easier just to be like, just go, just yeah, like make the just problem go away yeah. Yeah. instead of having to address it and really mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah. And, and however, like then it's happened again and again mm-hmm. since then. And so it's like, I need to learn how to actually address it. And so for me, that's been the biggest learning. I've gotten better at it where like I actually will talk to people and be like, Hey, this is what you're doing. This makes it hard. Like, can we, you know, work on that? And so, and the other way we've done that is put in place some key like culture pillars where then you're also saying like, Hey, at Jojo's, this is how we, um, uh, embrace conflict. This is how we, and it's, then it can be like, Hey, at Jojo's, we don't do X, Y, Z. Like these are our values. These are our values. Can you share some of those? Yeah. Like what would be yeah. an example? Of yeah. That? So I've always, again, going back to my mom, I always wanted to like have it be, and I never like wrote it down. And finally we have, and what I laid out earlier, love, optimism, faith, fight, and fun. So internally we, but then underneath, like those are all like cute words, but underneath there's like, Hey, we embrace conflict, you know, and we have optimism when we face challenges. Right. And we are candid and clear because that's kind mm-hmm. um and so then we can be like hey or hey we are uh like team first and so i could be like address hey when you come into conversation and you just say this is the way that's not very collaborative that doesn't embrace a team effort it just comes off as your way versus others and just making people aware of that mm-hmm. what i've realized is you think people are aware and they are not mm-hmm. and i realize well, i have to like internally be like, okay what am i not aware of you know mm-hmm. and so it it does creating a safe environment where you ask for feedback so then people also and it is open it's up to the person at the end of the day to be to accept it right and if you try and they don't then then that's a different story but if you don't even try and give them the chance and a lot of time we get in our heads and we're like oh they just they won't be open to it they won't like i just know i just know yeah. and you're like well do you even try so yeah. to me that's been one of the biggest like learnings over the last couple of years is like how to build a team how to actually work with people because even if you're people person that means people like you but do you actually know how to like direct and guide and lead and manage in the right way so that's been a big big challenge for me um and then also kind of this next chapter is we've raised money and um one story you kind of you mentioned about like getting different people and we were went through like quite a challenging time in let's see it was 2021 we scaled up our team to 20 people and then we just realized, wow, we got way, mm-hmm. way out ahead of ourselves. Totally. Yeah. So we had to let go of a lot of people. And that was to me, I remember like laying on the couch with my, just like on the ground talking to my wife going, wow, I feel like I just totally failed. Like had all these people had to let them go. Cause growth wasn't as fast as we thought like we were growing, but not as fast to keep up with the amount of people we had. And then you're also like, I let these people down and man, maybe I'm not a good leader. Like I can't do this. And so all those things come in. And you just stop and go, wow. Like I, to me, it was, I failed 
I also obviously believe the quotes like failures are learning and all that. So in the moment though, it just felt like failure. Uh, so we were at the point of like almost running out of money, going back to my dad. This was a moment where he actually like, I, I, w I went to him and I was like, dad, we are, and he totally like, frankly, like saved JoJo's, like he really wow. did. Um, there's a, Joel Clark from Kodiak Cakes tells a story in a similar spot and like mm -hmm. he's on the podcast and how I built this and he starts getting emotional. I remember watching, listening to it as I was driving. I was like, gosh, I got to pull over. I'm like crying. He's like speaking to you. Almost like, straight I feel to this me. Yes. so much. So much yeah. of like, man, like it was a moment of, gosh, I don't know what we're going to do. And to have my dad come in and be like, I've got you. Like, let's get through it. it was so awesome. That's why I go back to like, he believed in me. Mm -hmm. It just took a minute to see the brand and the product come to life. So kind of got us through that moment. And then our investors were like, Hey, you should bring in a different additional leadership and AKA like a new CEO. Mm. And I was, was like, that hard to hear. Yeah. 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 At this point. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I remember, yeah, I had some obviously thoughts in my head that I didn't express because it wasn't kind thoughts, but I had to go humble myself and be like, all right, hold on. Let's think about this. Like what does additional leadership mean? And all that I actually, went and listened to Steve Young give a speech, fortunately, like right after this whole situation, I'm trying to figure out, they're like, you don't have to, but we strongly advise it, like bring in a new CEO, you're still on, lead this, this, and this, but it's AK, like, hey, you need somebody else. Mm -hmm. Steve Young gave a story of, he, first time he met Stephen Covey, he was sitting on an airplane and he had dug himself in this like hole of like victimization, right? And he felt like, oh, nobody likes me, everybody likes Joe Montana. So long story short, he, Steve, Steve Covey goes, well, tell me about your owner. And he goes, oh, greatest owner of all time. It'll be incredible. Tell me about your coach. Oh, so good. What about Joe Montana? That's the problem. Everybody wants him, not me. And Stephen Covey goes, hold on. You're in the best situation possible to become the best you can. You've got Joe, who could be your mentor. You've got a coach and an owner. Like, you're sitting there. And it just hit me like a train. I was like, okay, I got investors who will give us money. I have a great product that people love. And I got a guy who could be my mentor. And so I hold myself like, yeah, let's do it. Like additional leadership, let's divide and conquer. And so that was a good pivotal moment for me to bring in additional leadership who allowed us to focus on different things and, mm -hmm. and grow. And it is a matter of recognizing like, where do I need people who can do it better than me in certain spots? And so it was a great, great learning for me. Could you share, I'm just curious, like what are some of the ways in which you feel the CEO stepped in where you couldn't? What yeah. are the specific things that you just felt like you were a little stunted if you didn't bring someone else in? I, I think it was recognizing that you can't do it on your own. There's, um, I'm not going to remember the quote, but it's like, if you want to go fast, do it yourself. If you want to go far, do it with people. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's something to that effect of like, if you want to build something bigger and go further, like do it with others. And that was to me, the biggest thing it was just, just the fact that I can't do it all, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and having him take pieces of it where then it enabled me to go focus on like, I love selling. I love marketing. I love telling Jojo's story. And so being out there, I mean, it enabled us to grow 50% last year. Wow. That's amazing. Which so, you would not have been able to do if yeah. you hadn't not had someone myself. there by your side. No yeah. way. And so that's been awesome. And we have since like actually, so I, I'll spare you all the details. We've since just in the last month changed and there's actually a new interim CEO from the board because things didn't go as planned. And so it was also this last like six months, I was like, wow, it didn't fully pan out the way I thought hmm. because again, it, like it wasn't the right seat for, for that individual, but we have now an interim CEO who 
he's got the right skill set to me. And it's a matter of like, what got you to where you are is not what can get you to where you need to go. Yeah. And so I've learned from him, like, okay, it's stepping to that next phase for us of like, we got to talk strategy, we got to talk big picture, and then putting in place, like, I need the right financial leader, I need the right marketing leader. So spare you all those details. It just, for me, it's identifying where you will be the best for your company and focusing as much on that and trying to find individuals that can fill in elsewhere mm -hmm. and just being open and like, okay, I'm not phenomenal at uh, finance. We'll get somebody that is right. Right. And I'm not the best marketer. So I'm going to get somebody that can be the best brand builder, but I still get to lead with the vision and strategy. Mm -hmm. So learning well, those. And when you have employees, it's not about you anymore. It's, you know, it's so humbling because now you have to do what's best for the whole company those people, their jobs, like all of those things. But it is hard to step back and be like, it was me doing it for so long and I did such a good job. Like, look what I've done. Mm -hmm. But maybe this isn't just me is not going to be the, the future. Totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So this was 2021. You hired a new CEO. Let's backtrack a little bit. You said you made it into Costco. What year was that? Costco was 20, let's see, 2018. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get into Costco? And tell us a little bit more about that. That was a straight miracle. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so I remember going out there. Um, actually had somebody here in Utah. I was like, hey, we're going to go meet. Can I take JoJo's with me? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And so I went. It was the wrong buyer. Uh, they were, that person was in charge of like some other category, but they're like, hey, I'll put you in contact. And then I went back to a mentor and he's like, oh, I've got a great broker who he had worked with like 10 years prior for Costco. And this broker knew Costco, so helped us put the product together, got the meeting with the buyer. And that's that's definitely the, the initial step is like, how do they even get their interest? And so you've got to have something that piques their interest enough. And at the time, like there was only, we were we were going to be the lowest sugar item in Costco. We were the, they didn't have like 7% dark chocolate in Costco and no, no products were like added protein, that kind of snack section. So we were definitely going to be the healthiest. I walk into her and she goes, I can't take another chocolate bark because it was called Jojo's chocolate bark at the time. Uh -huh. But we had switched from my mom's kitchen that time and it was actually in bar format. And I was like, no problem. We can change chocolate that. Bark. <laughs> Easy. Just a bark. Yeah. And so I was like, no bark. Uh, yeah, yeah, no bark. Bark's gone. gone. And she's like, well, yeah. I was like, what do you think? Like my mom always referred to it as her guilt-free snack. You know, I was like, what do you think of that? She's like, ooh, love that. So we went back, changed the wording on the packaging, called it Jojo's guilt-free chocolate. And went back presented she's like i love it i'll take it so i remember i walked out it was my birthday and i was just Aww. on like cloud nine we follow up like two weeks later and she's like hey i'm actually getting moved to a different category i'm no, no longer in chalk and i was just no. like you gotta be kidding oh my me gosh. so just devastated and the new buyer comes in like a couple weeks later and he's like i'm not doing anything for six months like i gotta figure out what we have i can't bring something new in so then we were postponed a good six months this was april and I remember being devastated. Looking back, thank goodness, we were not ready to produce for Costco. We were in a small little like chocolate factory. It would have taken him the whole year to produce their first order. So it gave me like six months, but we were like, oh, I need to go find a better, bigger factory. So then come like January of that next year, he, the buyer was like, okay, I'll take samples. He loved it. And fortunately he said, we'll give you a test, like 15 Costco's. We got eight of the Utah ones and then some Washington, Oregon. And we just went crazy. Like wow. we went into every Costco, we sampled in every Costco. We told everybody about it. And fortunately, like we had so many good people, like just going in and buying it, friends and family. Like, it was so cool to see how many people were supportive. Mm -hmm. And I, I go back to that. I, I don't feel, and maybe I have, but I haven't felt like people were 
rooting against me. You know, I really have been grateful for how many people have been like rooting for me, which is so cool. And so I had all these people going in, like my uncle, actually it's my wife's uncle. Um, he went in, literally threw in like two big trays in his Costco and walked oh. around the Costco, like handing it to people. Be like, Aww. get your Jojo. I was like, he's the nicest guy. Just to market it for you. Yeah. That's so, so cool. That, that's how we got in. And we were fortunate enough to get 15 like test Costco's sampled. Did super well. What's crazy is 15 Costco's was more volume than 300 sprouts like that is how big costco is it's just wild interesting they're so they, they move so much product it's absolutely yeah. crazy no i get i feel that when i when i shop there so yeah, yeah it's wild that is a really good lesson though of like if it's if it's not time now it doesn't mean it's not going to be and like if something doesn't happen that you're really like trying for now mm-hmm there's something that can be learned for that. Like you learned, okay, we were not actually ready for Costco. It was, it all ends up being for the good at the end. And like, maybe not now, but at some point, yes. Completely agree. That's, that's why like the third pillar at JoJo's is faith. Like it's just having faith. It'll work itself out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whether, whether for some people that's God for others, it's faith in the universe. Even Steve Jobs, like talked about, you just got to have faith. Things will work out. Like you can't connect the dots looking forward connect him looking back right and that's coming from somebody who maybe didn't even believe in god but he just believed and had faith like things will work out yeah for us like that's at the center of you know you gotta gotta have faith it'll work out i, I feel like it's like faith or fear like you have to choose one mm, and totally. a little healthy fear is good too but ultimately you do have to just sometimes step into that faith side of things yeah um how do you is it hard to stay in costco like now that you're there are there certain sales you have to hit yeah. milestones do they want you to come out with new things like what does that look like now yeah and costco works by region they have eight regions and then two in canada so they have 10 so, so definitely region by region is different. So Northwest, we've been fortunate to be in the Costco's every day for the last four years, uh, five almost. And so for them, they're like, once you hit this number, like they give you the a thousand dollars a week, like you got to hit that number. And if you hit that, they'll keep you in. Um, it's hard yeah. be, for them to find an item that can hit that week over week over week. It's so much product. And so we've been able to do that there and they kept us in. And then other regions will be like, hey, We'll do three months, then we'll take you out. They, you know, they like to keep it fresh, and so even though it's doing super well, they're like, no, take it out. We'll bring it yeah, back. Yeah, Costco does that. I hate it. They do it. All I the thought time. I'll find something I love, and then all of a sudden they just stop selling it. Yep. But then when they bring it back, you're like, I gotta stock up. That's exactly that's why they true. do it. That yeah, is why they do it. That's a good point. It works. It works <laughs> yeah. for me. It totally yeah. works. Because you're like, I don't know if it's gonna be here next time. Yeah, I gotta I buy it never every see time. This again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's part of mindset. their. It's part of their plan for sure. Even though it kills me, I'm like, no, this item's doing so well. Keep it in. So it's region by region. We have been able to get like four different f- like flavors of JoJo. So our original has been in there. We just came out this, our first ever organic um, mm. item because they're doing an organic program with this creamy peanut butter middle. It is unbelievable. Mm. Oh. Creamy it, peanut butter well, middle. Peanut don't butter, have to say anything else. Peanut butter right. is my favorite one. Yeah. So and we that just, sounds amazing. Just, just made it even, even a little bit better. Yay. It's so good. So that one we've done our Mac named Coconut. And then we've done like, so again, depending on the region, there was a region Northeast was like, Hey, have you ever done anything with walnuts? And I was like, no, but we can. And so we did a walnut raspberry for her. So once you can show like, Hey, this brand has legs here, like it works, but also taken, if you're trying to get in Costco, like they are not as brand focused. They sell products, not brands. Like Mm. they'll tell you that they're all about products. So try not to get like too obsessed over your brand when it comes to Costco, like make a product that works. Mm -hmm. It can be a brand builder for you. 
but they are less concerned about the brand. Yeah, that, that makes sense now thinking about what they, because I do think they'll sometimes, sh- they won't sell a whole line of somebody's offerings because mm-hmm. they don't care about the brand. No. They just are what, what's working specifically. The product, yep. That yep. makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned different flavors. Right yeah. now, um, you have dark chocolate hazelnut butter filled bites, dark chocolate peanut butter filled bites, um, dark chocolate bites with macadamia nuts, coconut, sea salt. And you have your original, yep. right? This is your original. We have them here in front pistachio, of us. Pistachio, almond, them. and cranberry. Yes. Pistachio, almond, cranberry. That's the original. Yep. Are there any other things that we're missing out on? Yeah, we're super excited about. Well, we have our seasonal. So like our peppermint one and we're coming mm, out with this. Yum. I didn't know you had a peppermint one. so that good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Yes. We can't wait. decided to make a new version. So that one's got peppermint pieces and pretzels on top. Yeah. Oh, but my gosh. we have a chocolate covered pretzel that just came out and it's gluten free. Everything we do is gluten free and no, no dairy ingredients. And so it's a gluten free chocolate covered pretzel. Um, shout out to our guys, fit joy. They make the best gluten-free pretzels. We partnered with them Cool. covered. You know, I grew up on flips, like every road trip. I just loved flips, chocolate covered pretzels. Right. And I was like, I need a better version, mm-hmm. so much better ingredients, low sugar. So that item people are loving. So we took that and we're putting peppermint pieces on it for the season, like for Christmas season, uh, you know, yes. speaking of Costco, everybody knows the pretzel crisps. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. So this is our version I on there. I buy many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like stock up because you can only get them at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So well, next year, hopefully you can stock That's up on awesome. that. So those are, so the chocolate covered pretzel is super good. We have a raspberry one as well. And then the seasonal pepper ones. And we got some more working on as well that are coming soon. Great. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, I can't either. It's so exciting. So if you were just curious, mm-hmm. if you hadn't, if this hadn't panned out, or you hadn't started this. Is there any other career path now looking back that you're like, man, that's that would have been fun to explore? Fun. Or do you not? I mean, you don't live like that. Maybe you just oh. don't even think that way. Oh, no, I definitely, <laughs> definitely do. I still am like, mm, what if this doesn't work? You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I always say I'll just go make box set uh, Domino's because I'm a really good box maker Are from you? all the boxes I've shipped out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a great just, uh, yeah. idea. Oh, it's always nice to know you have that as I've a backup. That, I've got that as a backup. I'm so happy for you that you have that. <laughs> thank you. Me yeah. too. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. When I was raising money, people were like, what's your background? I was like, uh, high school basketball? Like, I didn't really have. So, even though when, speaking of like, trying something else like even when we were like a couple years in i still kind of had like the shiny object syndrome where i was like maybe i should go try to do an app i remember i like tried to go make an app and then i let's see what else did i try um oh my my one claim is i came up with uh, instacart before instacart was a thing oh, okay. i created a flyer that said on the way delivery and i went and like knocked doors and said i'll pick up your groceries I obviously didn't, didn't yeah. work Did you out. get any takers? I didn't get any takers. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't have You never app. know until you try. I, I, tried, yeah. I tried. So, but you know, I love, now that I'm in it, I, I do love health. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with um, health, helping people lower their sugar intake, just clean ingredients, all of that. So I have a lot of other ideas and I definitely think like idea generation can become a habit. Um, it wasn't something I did early on, right? I wasn't like a born entrepreneur, but I, once I took one entrepreneurship class, I just, all the time I'm writing ideas down on my phone and I had to like stop because I, well not stop, but I just like write them down and put them away. Cause I was like, I need to focus. So after a few years, like I am mm. just going to do Jojo's. I'm going to focus on that. 
But I remember like right before I got married, we, I didn't pay myself obviously with Jojo's. My wife thought she was marrying this cool, like chocolatier. And <laughs> you're like, actually, I actually, work for free. yeah, I completely work for free. In yeah. fact, I'm actually paying to work. So. Yeah. But that's so normal with any business starting yeah. for a but, long time. But you have to, you, sometimes in the back of your head, like, is this how it's always going to be? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's totally. not going to work long-term. Totally. So right before I got married, I called my dad. I was like, dad, could we like try to flip a home so I could have a little bit of money? Mm -hmm. So I love, I do love real estate. Um, I'm not in, into it right now. Um, but yeah, we like, fortunately we're sitting here in daybreak, actually daybreak, Utah. I flipped a home here in daybreak. Oh, awesome. And fortunately that like allowed me and my wife to live for like six more months off of that. But so to directly answer your question, I have a lot of other ideas I would love to get into as well. Like Jojo's for me has been an incredible journey. I want to see the brand live on forever way beyond me. Um, whether like that's me running it the whole time, I don't think that's the case. Um, because I've got several ideas that I'd love to get into. Yeah. That's exciting. That, that is exciting. Like I can't a, wait to see yeah, what the future holds. To stay tuned. Yeah, that, totally. That, that leaves me like really curious to know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And speaking to that, we want to get to know you as a person outside of JoJo's just a little bit more. Yeah. So these are some questions that we like to ask all of our listeners. The first one is what are three of your favorite products right now? And this isn't just products. It could be foods you've been liking, TV mm. shows you've been watching, podcasts you've been listening to. Totally. Oh man. Um, good stuff. I would say like one of my go-tos is definitely audible. Um, I go in phases right now. Like I listen to audible. I love, I wish I'm trying. I have a goal this year. Like I want to read a book, physical book, but I love listening to books. That's great too. So I use audible. Um, listen to starting the year off with seven habits. Um, we're reading that as a, as a company. Uh, we have kind of like a book list. Cool. We go through once a, once a month, seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. That's yeah, what Stephen Covey. So are all of your audible books? Are they self-help? Yeah. Or do you ever, do, do you ever, ever dive like, into a juicy novel? Like anything about like dragons <laughs> yeah. or no juicy romance. novels for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the same way. I, I don't, I just got audible and I okay. just started like, it's called the psychology of money and it's such Ooh, a good book. Good yeah. But I don't, I do not think I could sit down and I like a movie. Yes. Like I love I a movie. Love but I just movies. don't know if I could do a novel. I know I should, but, uh, yeah, people like, love them. Even growing up, I only, only got into like, is this my people might not like this. I only read like the first two Harry Potters, but oh, I, I love never the movies. read those better than nothing. Uh, I love the movies. Yeah. Um, so cool. I love, yeah, I know if you looked like through my, it's, it's all self-help. Okay. Like, well, good for um, you. That's I'm, awesome. <laughs> yeah. I need a lot of help. So, yeah. um, that, and, and just like, uh, Oh, back to your question. The other would be YouTube. I love like, I actually love YouTube because it has done a good job at like showing me what I'm interested in. You know, um, that's the really, one thing their about- Their algorithm is really good. It I'm has always been like, good. what is this? I've been really into Newsies. Oh, an, this is not about I know, you. But I, but I told you, I said, when you start talking about YouTube, I'm going to have some thoughts. And all of a sudden there's all this stuff about the making of the movie and all these like people who go through and critique it. And yeah, you love movie things. Eating it up. Mm. How are movies made? How are movies made? Yeah. Is like there she, a new movie about Newsies? I well, didn't know about no, no, she just, just watched like the old one. The old oh. one. I just barely watched it with my kids <laughs> and I've been singing the songs, but you can yes. just, you, there is like this never ending, uh, like wealth of information on YouTube mm -hmm. and I love it. Oh, I so just what are watched. your what's your two YouTube? Well, on that note, yeah. not usually this, but um, high school. Uh, no, I almost said High School Musical. Um, same guy in it, uh, Greatest Showman. Speaking oh yeah, of Greatest Showman, so right? Okay. Have you seen the couple like videos of behind the scenes? It 
Oh, it's is gonna it when they're singing? Yes, it's gonna pop up on your yeah. feet now that we're talking about I have, it. And they, and they make you cry. Oh my, I'm not joking. Yeah. Like, uh, so I don't inspiring. know her name. The the main kind of lady mm-hmm. in, that sings the bearded this lady. Is me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh in yeah. The movie. Uh-huh. There's so a good. clip of her singing that song for the first time, and she was like so nervous to like come out behind the stand. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I'm telling you, I'm, the other day I was listening to this like by myself driving. Turn it up. And I'm just like crying. You're just in tears. I'm just crying by myself, okay. like no joke. Yeah. Okay, we'll have to look. So, so that's we'll a good one. Look I watched that, that one and it is so good. I haven't You're seen like, it. She's, she's here because she good. feels it and she's And then there's the guy, the one inspiring. guy in the background. My friend actually sent me the link like forever ago. He goes, dude, that's totally you. The guy Aww. standing in the background, like just so into just it. Just cheering her on. Okay, that's, that's, that's uh, cool. That's a me So and when you get life. on YouTube, like what do you put in your little search bar? It's motivational stuff. So it's, you know, I definitely listen to motivational stuff when I'm working out in the morning. I go through phases like I definitely, I love i love that stuff i'm not just like a motivation uh, you gotta obviously like put in the work and, and do it but i do like that yeah, stuff like, like a love little pump up. ideas yeah. and i love the way they so it's it's kind of even like self-help stuff like a little bit of andrew what's it, andrew huberman oh yeah name? i'm all about huberman andrew's mm, yes. good um like others he's got good stuff let me think who else pops up um like tony robbins i love tony robbins stuff like his because it's also like not just positive thinking, but truly like controlling your thoughts in your mind. So anything there. And so then it just kind of pops up on new things. So I'll just list to what I'm working out. That's awesome. And then uh, food here in Utah, I'm, I go back and forth all the time between like Vessel Kitchen and Aubergine. Okay. So. I love both of those places. <laughs> I know, right? They're so I haven't good. tried Vessel, but I've heard oh, really good things. Yeah. They're both supposed to be like better for you, yeah. right? Yeah. You feel really good and they're when you eat them and they're so good. The Vessel Kitchen, the Cam's Rising. Oh, it's good one. all I good ever. One. What is that? It's like sweet potato sweet hash or something. Yep. And there's cilantro. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I, it's I, so I good. make my own at both of those. So I just go in and I get like, just mm. because it's, it's just a place where you can actually get like Brussels sprouts and, and, uh, like good vegetables mm-hmm. with a little bit of sauce and good, good amount of uh, protein. So anyways, I love those places. Um, the other day we were traveling to New York and my wife and I, this so my friend had sent me this big like list of food places and we didn't go to any of them. And I came back, he's like, how'd you like to, I was like, actually, you know, we just like typed in Google maps, healthy food places. Oh. And he goes, I've never put that in Google maps. Never. <laughs> I didn't even know you could though, but that's great. And, like, and I just, healthy food places popped up. Popped up like uh-huh. all and in New York and bigger cities. Like there's so many, mm-hmm. that's like definitely mine and my wife's passion, like finding good, healthy food places because that still tastes good. Cause mm-hmm. it's just like a fun discovery of like, okay, don't have to just eat fast yeah. food. Uh-huh. And I feel good right you know? now. And so yeah. anyways, we love, that's something we love. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, you're making me hungry right now. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. We'll go yeah. DoorDash Festival We got right some now. JoJo's here. We can eat. Yeah, yeah I, I had a them. bunch. Yes. Yeah, we did actually try all of them before you got here. Kirsten's, what your favorite was the... The hazelnut butter, butter filled. Mm. No, no. You're no, no, the chocolate. The peanut butter. The peanut butter. butter. Yeah. But I didn't know you had a raspberry. Because you know what I was going to tell so you? Good. I was going to say when you got here, you need to do something with a raspberry. No way. Because I yes. love dark chocolate and raspberry. Yes. That combo, I love. We're getting so I'm going to have to go hunt that. Yeah, it's coming in Target. Oh, Target. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Well, do you have any na- daily non-negotiables? Mm. Things that you're like, this I need to do every day to just to feel right. Yep. Uh, yes, definitely. I, um, it's funny. I, my dad was so disciplined. I used to like give him a hard time. Like he would go to the gym, right? He'd park in the same parking spot 
every morning. Like there'd be 20 parking spots closer and he'd park in the same one, like just a man. And so like, uh, it, 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 but it was always available for him. Yeah. It was always available. Cause <laughs> it was probably so kind of far. People knew. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, that's they know his Alan's spot. showing up yeah. at 5am. It's his spot. It was so far away. I'm like, dad, it's 5am. Nobody's here, you know, like park, but he just was a man of habits and a, a creature of habits. Right. And it taught me a lot. It also is funny. Like I'm a, definitely different from him where like I, I love routine. I love habits. love, you know, try to be disciplined. I also one that like, I, I also do prefer a little bit of variety and some spontaneity in your definitely. day. And okay. so however, with that, like I do have some daily habits, but he, I say that just cause he taught me that. I also am not one that's like that routine mm-hmm. focus. My wife would probably disagree and say I'm very crazy. She's, like, uh, She's like, are you kidding me? You're like, but, I'm so crazy. But compared to your dad, <laughs> like, no, you are not. There's, yeah. there's stages, right? Um, so I learned this last year. Unfortunately, I went through like, um, speaking of CrossFit, um, this is not a not a knock on CrossFit. I really hurt my back and it's I've re-injured it over and over again for the last three years. Oh, dang. And so I have not been able to like be as active as I'd like to. It actually been so hard on me. Um, mentally like to not be able to get up and go work out hard and people like oh you're so i'm like no i just like loved that like it wasn't like i wanted to be oh i'm a 5 a.m or it just i loved it 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 really felt better totally yeah and this last year i noticed it's kind of like when something gets taken away from you you didn't realize how good it was and so this last year i realized wow like how much getting up working out like makes me like literally it's dopamine right and it like increased my mental capacity increased my like overall joy and just mood and vibe. And so that has become, so this last year I, I'm the guy now that like goes to the gym and has to stretch. Like mm. <laughs> it's what that's I get. Good. That's really good. Uh, yeah. But it's what I get to be like, man, like I just came and just like stretched for half an hour. Like that's me now yeah. because I'm trying to get my back and like, but even just doing that and then trying to get at least a little heart rate up, it changes everything for me. So that's one of those I'd say, and then the reason I'm like non-negotiable, like I definitely miss some days, but I, I try so hard to like start every morning that way. Uh, it, it really changes. It changes everything for me. So, and the goal in the next like 12 months to get back to where like I can work out hard again. Cause I miss, I miss that. But for the longest time that was never missed that. So now it changed to like at least getting up. I have a mobility routine that I do and get my heart rate up. That's great. Well, I have faith that you're going to get back to the. Thank you. You just keep up your stretches. Yes. It's good for you. <laughs> You'll see me in yeah. that, you know, what's that area with like the fake like grass. The foam rollers. The, the, the green space. The well, I go to Boston. So is that where you go? That, I'm right. I'm right here. You'll so see me there. I'll probably oh, see you there and I'll be like, fun. you're stretching. <laughs> good job. And if you're not cheer. stretching, I'm going to say, have you stretched Cheer it? me on. Just cheer okay. me on. I need it. Okay, I definitely need awesome. it. No, that's great for you though. Stretching. Yeah. Very helpful. Help Helps prevent. Mobility is everything. Yep. So is there anything, our, our podcast is confessions of ignorance. Mm. And also I will say I have learned, I, I run a business and Emily does too, but I, I love talking to other business owners because there's always things that I'm like, I didn't think about that. Mm. That's really helpful. So I I really appreciate you coming here. Is there anything that you can confess to being ignorant about that Mm. you'd like to dive into more and learn more about? This is not like what I thought I would say. Um, but I, I think this is maybe it's because it's like a personal goal that I would love to like be better at. Um, I'm, I even like, again, I'm like, I feel bad even confessing. It's not like that. Bad. What could <laughs> it be? <laughs> I'm nervous. No, I could have gone totally around. I am not, I am ignorant when it comes to like the Bible. Like I, mm. that's like something I would love to be so good at. 
of being like a scriptorian. Hmm. You talk to people and they just like, and maybe it's because I like saw a recent thing, like people just can like um, uh, recite verses and like, and really good at memorizing. And like, I would love to like be able to like quote Bible verses and like be more. So I would say like, I, that's something personally, Mm -hmm. I think that I I don't like confessing. That's a wholesome goal. Yeah. You just picked like something really, really wholesome. (laughs) (laughs) So nice. But I, I'm with you. I feel like, uh, scripture specifically especially anything that we have to remember the verse mm-hmm. it never is like sticky in my mind i can remember the generalization of a story yeah. but i could not tell you the name of the Names person and, or, and or like when that, it happened where. or where what book it's in or anything like totally. that but i do think that can be learned and mm-hmm. so i yeah i think that's a great goal yeah. i have no doubt good. that you'll get there yeah it sounds like from everything we've learned you if you put your mind to something mm-hmm. you're gonna accomplish it we're gonna Thank have you. you on a podcast maybe in a year about the bible okay. we'll just <laughs> yeah. have you on to to, to talk That's to you about, holding me about your knowledge of the Bible. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And, and a back update as well. You're stretching. Yes, yes. thank and you. We'll talk Hopefully about I'll stretch. be back yes. in the CrossFit gym with you. Yeah. 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 Well, Definitely. thank you so much for joining. I feel like I am less ignorant now yeah. about the ins and outs of starting a business, becoming an entrepreneur. For sure. All those things. Where can our listeners find you? Yeah. Uh, JoJo'sChocolate.com. Okay. Uh, that's where they can find LinkedIn, Sterling Jones, um, Instagram's JoJo's. That's where you find us. We got some fun stuff on there. Uh, Yeah, check us out there. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. So fun to be here. Yeah. Um, Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend.